This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young, joined by Natalie Zamora. I was high on the Michelle train. I came in swinging. I fell in love with her arms. <laughs> and I'm hitting my fatigue early this season. Natalie, what do we think of this week's episode? Yeah, I'm with you. I still very much love Michelle. Like, I want to be her or I want to be her friend. But I feel like on this show, we're looking for people who we would probably never hang out with because they're very chaotic. So I needed a little bit more action. There were some cute parts. There were some dramatic parts, of course. But I was a little bored. Yeah, I feel like such a hypocrite sometimes because I'm quick to be like, this TV drama is played out. It's stupid. But you get someone as normal and rational as Michelle and the way she handles like all of the drama with her her teacher voice and her poise. It's not giving me the entertainment that I need, but I'm with you that I still adore Michelle. But the season isn't giving me the oomph so far, so far. I'm sure we'll, we'll see a little more as the season unfolds. But this week felt a little safe is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely one of those where I realized I was on my phone for a lot of it. I was like, put it down, pay attention. I would pay attention for like two minutes and be like, hmm, what's on Instagram? It's so hard. It's really hard, especially when you're like on Twitter watching with all of the world. Yeah. Um, I definitely am guilty of scrolling and spacing out for a little bit. But I guess that's why it's two hours. You know, they pencil in some dead air to allow you those phone breaks. So don't be so hard on yourself if you're scrolling a little heavy. Um, we, I'm going to jump into my favorite part because we start the episode with this group date. And I am a huge fan of Insecure, which I'm still grieving that it's the last season, but all good things must come to an end. And we had Jay Ellis uh, this week promoting their Top Gun movie. Yeah. I've never seen Top Gun. I didn't even know we were remaking it. Uh, but we got Jay Ellis, Glenn Powell on the show this week. I love a little cameo. Mm-hmm. But how on earth are these men supposed to compete when the most beautiful man in the world, Jay Ellis, is standing right there? That's unfair. I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. And Michelle was standing next to him. And I was like, they would be a cute couple. Like my <laughs> eyes would just be only on him and be like, so do you want to compete or do you want to just leave together? Because I'm down for either. He has the most beautiful smile. I'm yeah. like, I'd be smitten. I'd be like, screw these guys. I don't <laughs> care. I want you and your little striped shirt with the rolled up sleeves. Like, let's leave. Uh, super cute. They did, you know, quintessential bachelorette bachelor date where they're doing ridiculous things while they confess their love on that like zero gravity spinning machine. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't love the date. That was a little slow, a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we mixed in the quintessential violence that comes with fighting for love on the bachelorette. And that's when things started to take a turn. And I know we have our thoughts on these like, you know, tough guy, physical competitions to compete for love. Um, I'm always amazed there's no more injuries than there actually are. Like it looks pretty physical with very minimal padding. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I know. I feel like every physical kind of fighting date that we have on The Bachelorette 
someone almost goes to the hospital. And it's like, why, why do we keep doing this? But I know it's always so funny. And it's funny too, that we're this early in the season and there's already feuds in the house and there's already a ton of anger towards each other, which I don't know how that's going to go the rest of the season. Well, I love to act like, you know, people haven't been socialized in the past two years and people forget how to act, but there does feel like there's quick tension in the house. Mm-hmm. Peter, our pizzapreneur, I at first thought maybe he was just hamming it up for the cameras and that, but he does, he sold me this week that he's just immature and like a very loud personality. I don't think it's as hammed up as I thought it was. I genuinely think this guy doesn't know how to behave as a 20 something year old man. Yeah, absolutely. He is so obnoxious. He was obnoxious last week, but then this week really solidified like, okay, you need to go because you are bringing energy that I don't want on this show right now. It's terrible. His line. um, Well, I guess we'll backtrack a little bit. Of course they, you know, what they call him Doughboy. They gave everyone a nickname. So we had Doughboy facing off against like Lil Willie. And they kind of got into this like bilingual debate of like who could confess their love to Michelle in a different language and blah, blah, blah. They're fighting with the on the beam. And they bring that drama back to the house. And Peter, as annoying as he is, circling back to what we said about good TV, his line about changing the world one slice at a time or changing lives one slice at a time. Iconic, iconic television. Exactly what I needed as annoying as he is. Yeah. That was when I was like, this is why I watch this show for lines like changing the world one slice at a time. (laughs) I know he's had a good, a few good one-liners because I feel like every time he's fighting with someone or arguing nothing he says makes any sense um so so yeah I don't know he's interesting what do you think of him throwing the bomber jacket into the pool the entire thing was incredibly weird because one why would you do that literally you're not five years old I don't understand what does that do for you except for attention all the guys were like not about it they were just sitting there awkwardly and even said you know michelle's gonna find out and you're gonna look like a jerk but then on the flip side of that will saw it and started crying like the whole thing was just so bizarre the tears the tears i was like this is petty this is immature whatever when that man started crying because his jacket was in the pool that's i had a fleeting moment of how sleep deprived are these men truly in the house? Because that I'm a I'm a crier. I am a quick to cry. doesn't take much. So when I'm like, are you okay? That is, I could not believe he was brought to tears and like proudly crying over the whole situation. Cause it was so ridiculous, but I think it was time for some of the favorites to shine because you had like Clayton and Nate, mm-hmm. who, I guess my favorites, but like universally fan favorites. Right. Just checking Peter and like, well, like, is this really what you want to do? Is this worth it? And Clayton had a really good line um, because we haven't seen too much of him that I think warrants him being a standout for the Bachelor favorite other than he's a white guy. Yeah. And he said something like, you know, when you upset Michelle, it affects all of us because we all care about her. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was like really poised and collected and not uh you know you're screwing over my time with her it's you're hurting someone we all care about 
and that's really lame. And Peter didn't listen to a word Clayton said at all. But I was just like, damn, that was a really nice, like mature moment. Someone in the house just kind of being like, check yourself. This isn't how we want to live in this house. So Clayton got a little brownie points for doing the bare minimum, but he got them. <laughs> no, I agree. I think I liked Clayton for the first time this week, just because when previous weeks he was barely on the episode, but he also had a cute moment with Michelle where they were like spinning around, whatever. I don't know why that would be a good idea. I feel like I'm going to throw up, but um, that was cute though. They had a cute conversation. So I'm a Clayton fan and already was a Nate fan. So they definitely were the most level-headed in that situation. Yeah, Nate seems like he's never going to stir the pot, and he kind of just, like, was a bystander in the drama. Um, But teasers for next week makes it look like he finds his way into the thick of the drama. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know if it's next week, but teasers for future parts of the season. So here I wrote Nate off as, like, cool, calm, collected, (laughs) maybe my favorite. And then we get teasers for future episodes where he finds himself. It looks like he's about to wring someone's neck in one of the clips, like get physical. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I just feel like, I mean, it's crazy. Like what, like we said, the fights are already starting. We're in week three. And so I can only imagine how much worse they're going to get and just how much tension in the house there's going to be. It's just, it really has to be being sleep deprived because there's some guys who are just cool the entire time. And then there's some guys who are ready to fight right away. So I don't know. They all have to get involved at some point. It's such a red flag for me. And maybe I'm just soft, but like someone being that much of a hothead, Mm -hmm. I don't want my friends like that. I don't want my partner to do that. Like anyone that reacts with getting like loud and angry and physical, that is so embarrassing. I would immediately like sent home, immediately go home. No, I feel the same way. It is really embarrassing. Even people getting angry, I kind of just laugh at it because I'm like, who cares? Like, why are you angry? You're choosing to be angry. So I wish that I know we've said this before, but I wish the lead could watch secretly watch the men in the house and just see what their true personalities are, because I don't know how Peter even made it this far. That's, it's got to be a producer play. I'm with you because I don't see any connection there. And I feel like Michelle would say something about, you know, my students are more mature than you. Like she would have no time for that nonsense. So yeah, formal petition to have like a 24-7 surveillance big brother situation in the house. I would love that. Yeah, it was interesting, the drama, but it kind of just like fizzled, which I was glad. I'm glad. Um you know, the jacket didn't turn into like a huge thing. The drama of the night though was with um, Jamie who last week kind of like won everyone over, was very charming. And this week everyone pieces together that he's the one that came forward and told Michelle that people were uncertain of if she knew Joe and unfair advantages and whatever, whatever. And I was creeped out by him. I was so creeped out. And the way he took one-on-one time with the producer or the the stage manager, production assistant, I don't know who it was, but there was like footage of them, like, it kind of looked like they were like canoodling in the corner. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how it wasn't even a competition, how he was just, you know, head and shoulders above everyone. And I feel like the episode kind of glazed over just how weird that really was because it was creepy and a way that made me fearful of what 
how he's treated people in the past. Does that make sense? Like my like woman, like red flag is just like waving very strong right now. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely one part where I wasn't on my phone because I started hearing him talking and I was like, who was he talking to one? Second of all, what is he even talking about? Like, I didn't think he was a front runner. And he was basically saying like, oh, I have to keep doing this, even if she's going to choose me. Like, why? Um, You signed up for The Bachelorette. You could have researched it if you've never seen it. And then also the most annoying part is that he said that Michelle's like in spring break mode like you know what the show is you can't say you didn't know what you were getting into delusional delusional you know what you signed up for and you're basically like for lack of a better word slut shaming her for going through the process of the bachelorette Mm -hmm. shades of greg's meltdown last season when he was like if you know i'm the one just pick me yeah um i think greg's was maybe a little more warranted because they were later in the season um but yeah really caught me off guard just I think a lot of people can speak to someone in their life where you know you don't give someone your their number and they like get mad at you they go from zero to 60 and that's the energy he was giving was just like oh you're not gonna give me your number well you're not that pretty anyway screw you (laughs) and you know the way the producer was just kind of sitting there what do you say to that this guy is delusional absolutely delusional yeah, that was really, really bad. I was like, this guy is needs to go. It's like he watched, the only season he watched was Claire. He was like, oh, well, she left right away. So that's just how this goes, right? Oh, my God. Claire's season. There's something to be said for that. I did kind of enjoy the, like, don't waste my time. Yeah. Move on. Like, bring in the next one. It should just be a year-long production yeah. where people are constantly coming and going, and you can leave, check out at any time. Um, there's something to be said for that. But, dude, I'm glad he's gone. He gave me creepy, creepy vibes. Yeah, I agree. I had such a roller coaster of like emotions with him too, because in the beginning of last week's episode, I was like, ew, this guy is so annoying. Like anytime he was talking, he just sounded so arrogant and he did seem creepy. He had the one-on-one date with Michelle and I was like, oh my God, I was wrong. I feel so bad. Like this guy seems like (laughs) such a good guy. They had such a great conversation. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, nope, absolutely back to where I started. So I'm glad we got clarity that, you know, he was not the right person for Michelle. And I'm glad that she was able to see that. Yeah. Send him home real quick. I thought it was interesting this episode. We didn't get a lot of Caitlin Tasha time. Mm-hmm. I feel like last season with Katie, we had a lot of time with them as the hosts. And this, maybe I just, again, maybe I'm on my phone. But it feels <laughs> like we haven't seen a ton of time with the hosts. Like they're phasing them out in preparation for you know, our new hosts making their way in. Um, But this kind of felt like a situation where running this by both of them, like girl talk, like, hey, how creepy is this? Yeah. I thought it was interesting we didn't get that, like, breaking character moment where they're talking it through. I know, yeah. I I also realized that they weren't really in this episode as much. I feel like Michelle, like, talked to them for, like, two minutes about what was going on with Jamie, and then that was that. It wasn't, like, an actual sit-down conversation, which would have been interesting to see. Yeah, it was definitely Chris Harrison vibes of, like, how do you feel? Okay, (laughs) send him home. (laughs) So he got his ass sent home. Good riddance. No time for creepy, entitled men on this season. Michelle deserves better than that. Um, And I think 
I really like Rodney. He was not someone I had my eyes on. Um, like a guy I described as nice enough. Like mm-hmm. we didn't see too much. And how playful and comfortable their one-on-one date was, it really impressed me. He won me over this week. Yeah, yeah. I really like him too. I didn't really have much of an opinion on him before. He seemed kind of like an airhead or ditzy. But then I think it might just be because he's really nice and positive. So sometimes those two can be mixed up um, because, yeah, I really love their one on one. And I feel like the guys were surprised that he got the one on one, which was like a big like F you <laughs> because he's like, yeah, I got it. And it went really well. So there's that. Um, and yeah, they had a really, really great time. The date was pretty stupid. Another one of those like <laughs> we're staying at a resort. So let's just do things in the resort and play with food but they made it worth watching. Yeah. Um, you know how I feel about the, like, let's run around. Like our parents are, you know, we're on vacation and we just met and we're like running amok in the hotel. It's so weird. It's so weird. I feel like you could do a little more. Uh, I'm sure Michelle has passions outside of basketball. Like we could have dug for something. Give me more. Like what is Michelle outside of a basketball player? Mm -hmm. Um, we did that, you know, like week, too and now we're out of dates already we're gonna xerox each other and like strip naked in the hotel lobby like that's all we have there's nothing else we can work with um i don't know whatever but he held his own and i agree like very playful it is such a backhanded compliment when people are like shocked that you got the date yeah that is definitely one of those like kind of rude but whatever i won the date Um, And I really liked them together. I think she, you can tell she's very comfortable and comfort for me is a big thing and kind of deciding, you know, who's going to be your partner long-term. Yeah, definitely. They seem like they have a lot of fun together. They were cute. A big fan, won me over. And like you said, nice guy, seems normal, playful, charming, the works. Mm -hmm. What do we think about the second group date? Because they're... These are always interesting. It wasn't as like gimmicky as, you know, some of the other writing samples we've seen in seasons past. Yeah. Um, This one was a little more vulnerable. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cute. Again, not an original thing. We have some type of variation of this every season. It seems like either it's poetry or it's a story or it's a roast or whatever it is. Um, They just have to go up and perform, but this one got pretty cute. I will say Jamie's was absolutely terrible. What was he doing? I was just, I wanted to turn my TV off. I hated every second of it, but Michelle's was really, really good. It was so good. Yeah. We got to slander Jamie one more time before (laughs) we can praise Michelle because Uh, I, you know, if you want to throw in a wild card, go for it, right? This is a competition. You need to stand out. But there's definitely something to be said when you go against the rules. Like, it's just a shifty thing to do. And if everyone's being vulnerable and opening up and doing spoken word and you're going to tell this weird story, the secondhand embarrassment I have, but it does kind of fit perfectly in with this sense of entitlement that was exposed this week where he feels like he doesn't have to play by the rules because he's the obvious choice. Yeah. So it was so gross. You're like cringing. Can I fast forward? What is he doing? And everyone was pissed off. You could tell they're like rolling their eyes. <laughs> I know that was the best part of it was just all the guys' reactions because everyone was like, this guy absolutely sucks. Get him off. Gotta go. If you're like already an anti-favorite in the house or like causing problems mm-hmm. that early, 
Like, yeah. imagine, I think of it in terms to, like, if this is your, your partner, this is your boyfriend, if he's making people that annoyed that quickly in the house, <laughs> how are your friends going to react to them? Like, are your friends also going to be annoyed by this person? Like, so many red flags. Um, I always am curious. I would love to do more of a look back as well. Like, for these people that are kind of produced as villains, Mm-hmm. I would love for them to be like, I'm mortified with how I acted and I've worked on my character. I've worked on my sense of entitlement or maybe they don't see it. Like how much of a psychopath are you really? I know it's a good question. I also haven't checked to see if Jamie's posted anything since being eliminated. It didn't even cross my mind because I just don't like him, but I'm a little interested now. Now I'm like, I don't even know. We're too early in the season. I haven't like, followed anyone. Like, we'll see who's worth my follow. Um, the, I love a good Instagram story apology. I love the just blank backgrounds and text, mm-hmm. um, cliches, you know, whatever. I live for those things. Social media is my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, it really is the gift to our crumbling society. <laughs> so we'll have to follow up on that. Jamie, I hope you realize what a clown you looked like. You had so much potential. You had me fooled last week. So mm-hmm. I know there's something in there. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll be back to talk more about this week of The Bachelorette. So all the drama aside, um, we've kind of talked favorites earlier in this episode, and it is hard to watch when we know who The Bachelor is going to be, and we are definitely guilty of reading spoilers to know who wins and kind of makes it into the final few. Um, But I think it's interesting because while I have favorites, I don't think the spoilers kind of match up with what I'm seeing on the TV just Mm -hmm. yet. And so I think last week I said it kind of, not ruins, but it's hard for me to like watch Clayton, Clayton knowing what his next chapter is. Yeah. But he's been so mellow. So, so mellow. Um, Nate is charming, but I'm like, am I just charmed? Cause he's attractive and six, eight and makes funny facial expressions. Like the guys that kind of make it to the end here. I haven't really seen them connect with Michelle, which is their ticket to get to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Am I missing something or are they just really riding this out here? Yeah, I'm really not sure. It seems like everyone that Michelle kind of has one-on-one time that we see, the, they have kind of the same level of, of being connected and, and forming those, you know, relationships. Um, I will say, I feel like her and Nate do have a little something going on. It seems like they like to make out. Last night, they did that thing where they're like, should we just run out of here? And then they started running out of there. And I was like, yeah, but really, you should just leave together. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, Claire, like, just leave. <laughs> Yeah. And then with everyone else, though, it does kind of seem like she's into them, but there's nothing real just yet. Yeah, like no obvious, like you said, running away with Nate, there was that moment of like, is this it? Is the season going to end? Just like, (laughs) gotta go, gotta go. Uh, I'm with you. I think she has a very um, comforting presence to her, I think, like, where all these guys seem very infatuated with her and she just seems polite in response, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. she's, she's kissing a lot of people, but that doesn't mean anything. And I think she's just very polite, but everyone feels so comfortable around her, which is an incredible compliment. But Michelle, I want to know who you're like geeking over, like who makes your heart flutter? What's up? And I hope we see some better dates in the next couple of weeks that go beyond like running around the hotel lobby because 
I need something. I need a little more substance. I know it's terrible. It's like with a show like this, the budget they have, if they can't do it, who can do it? Yeah, like, come on. Now is not the time to be cheap. We've been deprived of hometowns and travel, um, but we're getting some of that this season. So I'm excited for them to make moves, maybe have a little, I don't know, the location and the travel and seeing different towns. I think that's a really sweet part of the show. So I'm excited for that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see just kind of the next one-on-one dates too, to get to know some of these guys. And I'm excited that excited that Peter's gone. Peter, gone. Get that guy out of here. Um, I always say I crave the, you know, week four, week five, where I no longer say, wait, who is that? Yeah. Because that's usually my sweet spot when I'm like, all right, confidently I can name these 10 guys. Um, anything before week four, week five, I'm definitely guilty of, there's no way that guy's been here since week one. Like he's a new addition (laughs) without fail. So I hope we have a good season. Um, I'm with you. We got rid of some of the deads. I loved the little bit of drama. I like drama and then send it on its way. We don't need lingering drama in this house. So I'm excited. I think we have a good season coming up despite all the spoilers and answers that we already have. I think there will be a lot of content and really exciting episodes to watch that unfold. Me too. I hope so. At least we're going to manifest it. As I'd say every week, low key drama, high key content. I'm here for the memes and we'll be here every week to talk all about them. All things, Michelle and the bachelorette. We hope you guys like this episode. Go give us a like, subscribe, and we'll catch you next week on the Can I Steal You For A Second podcast.